it must be obvious to even the most casual observers that I get the answers to life's difficult questions from the screaming voices in my head. Hello everybody and welcome to the Upside of Irrelevance. I'm your host, Oshna. And today we're going to talk about something very interesting. But before we do that, I'm going to ramble on a little bit about the fact that I missed you all so very much. I mean, like, it's only been three days, but I mean, it feels like a lifetime. And the topic we're going to talk about today is very, very interesting. And I was born in 2006. So when I hit my teenage years, like, this was all the feminist rage. And I am a hardcore feminist. So I was obviously very um, attracted to this culture, right? If you know the title, you know what I'm talking about. But drum roll, please. We're talking about girl bossing, okay? We're talking about girl bossing. And before I begin, I feel like um, this idea came to me because Addicted, the Addicted slash Caliber Sisters series by Krista and Becca Ritchie, if you've read it, um, there's this character, Rose Calloway, and she is the epitome of girl boss. You know, she's like, she has a business, she's doing this, she has a degree from Princeton or whatever. I don't know which college she went to. She, I don't know, she, I think she went to Princeton or she hated on Princeton. There's something to do with Princeton in the whole series. But there's, there's this, so basically she's like a very feminist person, right? She's a girl boss. But... I despised this character because she was such a bitch to everyone, you know, like other than three people, two of them being like her own children, like she was a bitch to literally everyone. And she is described as being this girl boss where I'm like, well, if there was a woman around me who decided to treat me like this, I would literally leave because this is not girl bossing. This is straight up being a bitch. And I did not like her character at all. But today, we're going to talk about the demise of girl bossing because honestly, what the fuck is girl bossing, right? It's it's quite problematic if we look at it. But let's talk about the history of girl bossing first and how the term came to be. So coined by entrepreneur and Nasty Gal founder Sofia Amoruso in 2014, the term girl boss became synonymous with hustle culture with a feminism-like twist. The optimistic, almost religious desire to get ahead at work and in life. Hashtag girlboss is the millennial pink version of Helen Gurley Brown's Having It All, the living embodiment of the Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg's In Order to Lean In. The project was, on its face, necessary. The game is rigged against women who are, by all measures, as capable as men. But in mere months, the hashtag girlboss went from being an empowering idea to shorthand for a type of wake fake woke feminism and it's even described as anti-feminist or like not just like more capitalist than it is feminist but we'll get into it so what is the allure of girl bossing you know because girl bossing is just like seems like such a cool idea like everyone wants to be a girl boss everyone wants to do it so what is this quality about girl bossing that attracts people to it well the girl boss had hustle she was an entrepreneur or a leader in her industry. In many iterations, she was a millennial. And she often had that effortless, it-like quality of knowing what she wants. And on relying and or relying on being cool without seeming to care like she's cool. This very aesthetic also became the heart of the brand she created and led. Leandra Medine started Man Repeller in 2010 as a personal fashion 
as a personal fashion blog with cheeky tales on how women can dress for themselves, not for men. The I don't care what other people think of me attitude stuck a chord with cool girls, transforming the brand into the lifestyle site it is today. Now let's talk about the cons of exclusivity because I feel like the pros are pretty generic, like it empowers women, it does this, it does that. But the downsides of of girl bossing and the downsides of like what the fuck is girl boss, right? Like girl bossing, if you like, like I was, I didn't know it was this problematic, but when I started to research about it, I was like, shit, isn't this crazy? But before we get into it, I would like to say that. Um, even though this term was coined in 2014, it has been in the works for a whole long while before that. Like, there's been depictions of it in the 80s and the 90s. For example, in Working Girl, which is a movie that came out in 1988, Catherine and Tess are two of the women who are portrayed as girl bosses in essence, even though the term girl boss wasn't really around. Catherine was the shrewish, bitchy, um, authentic girl boss who didn't care about other people who literally did not care about other women even she simply wanted to get ahead and Tess was the more was the more feminine counterpart of Catherine who also wanted to get ahead but not at the cost of other people and both of these female characters who were both extremely powerful were pitted against each other when Catherine stole Tess's who was her assistant at the time she stole Kat she stole Tess's Catherine who was the boss and Tess was the secretary. So Catherine stole Tess's idea for a pitch of her own and then Tess in turn stole Catherine's boyfriend and job. So, I mean, I I think you can see where this is going. But the number one con of girl bossing, which I think that people don't really realize, is the exclusivity. Like you need to be cis, white, skinny, blonde, have financial backing, yada 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 in order to be a girl boss and obviously there are exceptions to this Kamala Harris and um so many other people but most of them when you describe um Hillary Clinton and Hathaway or um, Margaret Thatcher all of these people who are the quote-unquote OG girl bosses are all white and straight and cis and just they're white what and blonde you know and they're blonde by so basically, by ingraining her personal identity into the brand's identity, the girl boss left no room for the cool girl to be anything but white and wealthy. Her downfall comes as a corporate America faces a reckoning. Since the peak of the Black Lives Matter movement protests in June, employees of color have revealed the very white cores of these companies. Two former employees told CNN Business's Kerry Flynn that Barbaric would reject photos of black or plus-sized models for Refinery29, deeming them off-brand. Bob Rick acknowledged the CNN's brand on Instagram, and the shortcomings came at the detriment of black women and women of color in particular. And you know what, with Refinery29, they do tend to push the feminist, the girl boss narrative. So for them to do something like this is very hypocritical and very counterproductive. And then at New York Times, exposed from March on the Wing revealed low pay, poor treatment, and racism at the company. When these criticisms resurfaced in June, Gelman resigned, saying in an email to the staff that stepping down was the best way to bring the Wing along in a long overdue era of change. It's a similar story at Reformation, where a racist culture pushed out black employees, former employees told businesses insider Bethany Byron. 
and again in an Instagram statement, Af- um, Flalo apologized for failing the black community. But like, what much can an, um, what can um, uh, what can an Instagram post do? And then I feel like this was what I researched, and this is what I came up with. But like from all the videos and shit that I've watched in order to research for this, I think that the main problem is that companies they say something which is very woke like you know and then they'll go ahead and do something the complete opposite like for example we were talking about Sofia Maruso who had the brand Nasty Gal and she was very and obviously I mean she's the one who coined the term girl boss so you expect her to be very girl boss-ish and be very considerate about the women working in her company but she did not and the company is said to have fired women who were set for taking maternity leave which i mean dude come on you can't you can't push the girl boss narrative and then do shit like this because i mean come on giving birth and being left of work and being just like let off work because you have to go give birth is enormously hypocritical on the company's part but also like isn't that illegal like i feel like that should be something that's illegal um but again, I feel like people could take advantage of the fact that that's illegal. So that's that. Then the second con that I was thinking about it, I wasn't really thinking about this up until I saw like this YouTube comment where somebody was like, where somebody brought this point up, but that's infantilization. I don't know. Infantilization? Infantilization? I don't know how to say this one. Okay. It was inf infantilizing it was infantilizing while also pushing a near possible template of success and there was always something facile about the notion that a female leader could on her own solve the problems inherent to capitalism or startup culture but aspects of the backlash have felt misdirected women can certainly be bad leaders yet they're also held to standards of their male counterparts which men are never are and often the very brand of bombastic leadership that is rewarded in men is punished in women. For example, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, who have claimed their work makes the world a better place, though each has invited way more and way graver controversies than any woman has, notably around labor issues and having a hand in the weakening of American democracy. Focusing solely on these women's professional disintegrations failed to address the forces that produced them. The investor who suggested they tap into the women's market and dangled a check, the imperative to grow at the expense of everything else. And infantilization basically is like, okay, why are you using the term girl? You know, like I'm a boss. Like you don't need to specify that I am a woman, that I'm a girl because I'm not a girl. I'm a woman. And that's that. Like it calling me a girl feels like you're bringing down what, um, what i'm saying and then again like it's it's genuinely i feel like these are some things that people do tend to pick on a little bit too much like i mean i don't really have a problem with being called a girl boss even if i'm not but like it it does feel like you're trying to diminish the part of the word even though like nowadays like girl boss is literally never mentioned in a way that is not very cringy like every time girl boss is muttered you always say it in like a in a funny way or in a satirical way you never really say oh girl boss and you push your hand up in the air you never say that you say oh she's a girl boss you know you make fun of it almost and 
that's the point because this was such a f- almost like a, a change of era you know this was like um a change of pace for the world the girl boss era but like it really it really wasn't and when our ad and then the third con is hustle culture and yeah this is this is uh, this is a lot so when our admiration for girl bosses started to unravel we felt relief i was ready to do away with the pressure of simultaneously successful and well qualified to be simultaneously successful and well qualified to feel driven by purpose every moment of my life and as i watched the takedowns come one after the other on social media though i couldn't help but notice that one side of the girl boss narrative was being ignored this is um this is the author of this is i'm reading off of the guardian riana lucy coslet and this is her story this is her telling her story um and as a former executive editor at teen vogue i knew that hustle culture was the water in which many young women especially women of color swam they showed up to our events with their resumes in before even graduating from college aspiring entrepreneurs emailed me regularly voraciously networking in an effort to start their business I worked with women who honestly post serif font graphics on social media about how it's not luck it's hard work which is true and instagram stories about the importance of hustle they had unironically subscribed to the girl boss ethos they were women who got up at the crack of dawn to go to the gym who worked after hours by their side projects who were motivated by something deeper than the byline or the cover of the magazine for them the girl boss provided a map showing the way out of the conditions they were living in which i feel like also is a certain type of motivation for the that girl routine nowadays because even the that girl gets up at the crank of dawn to work out but i feel like with that girl it's a little more flexible it's literally a little more flexible is all i can say but it's also not very i i wouldn't call it better in some ways because it isn't but then it's like well at least it's focusing on women and it allows you to grow as an individual whereas the girl boss sort of template really like just pushed you in this box and was like okay well you're never getting out of here okay just like learn to live with it which was what it was and that's that now another thing that i want to talk about like again like adding on to my first point is the exclusivity and the racism faced by girl bosses girl like racism and then there's body shaming and then there's this uh, like like this person said like miss coslet said it's this um type of mold where it's like if you're blonde and you're white and you're skinny and you have financial aid and if you and if you're living by this particular standard only then will you be allowed as a person who is integrated into the girl boss society like for example um there's this thing which is called well there's this like thing which is sort of like well you know if we want to show people and we want to sell a product for example in capitalism there's this standard of white people being held at a higher regard or like being upper class as compared to black people or african americans which makes shit ass sense to me but it is what it is 
And then what they do is that they like push these white women and they use them in their advertisements and everything because it pushes this ideal that you as a person who is nothing like this person on TV can also become them, which you can, but then it's like, okay, well, why aren't you using, again, black or plus-sized models? Refinery29, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that's that. But also, it's the racism that is faced by just generally the it's just the racism that is faced in society like for example there's this movie in which this girl she she is plus sized and she um and she wants to and she goes and attends this um event for feminism or like this event for girl bossing hosted by of course a white blonde woman and they basically and she basically interviews the woman who started it and she goes well you know your mission statement is that this place is exclusive is inclusive to every woman out there no matter who you are right but then it's also like picking on your insecurities like it's picking on pimples in your hair and your body type and the color of your skin and then it's just sort of i don't know just like using those which i mean in a girl bossy or like in an inclusive society shouldn't be happening because again the term inclusive which girl bossing is absolutely not and in general girl bossing is very shallow and it's capitalist it's capitalistic as hell you know they all all they want is money 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 and the founder of glossier even said that glossier pushes um a way of life and a manner of life instead of actually bettering life it's just like it's about this idea of what life should be like so with their very simplistic packaging and their beautiful products and you know their very instagrammable image i mean of course it is instagrammable they push the narrative of a life that of life the way it should be and the way it can be if you buy glossier products when in reality if you buy a glossier product it probably wouldn't do much to your life except take a big hit on your on your bank account and that's saying something but generally like i feel like now people are starting to realize that girl bossing is horrible due to all these reasons and it just isn't really used anymore as a term and people are starting to sort of get out of this narrative even in the industry in the hollywood in hollywood and in just everything in general so for example we all hate emily in paris collectively but in emily in paris it basically presents this woman who can juggle life and work but also have difficulty in doing so because the girl boss presented this view that life and work and everything could be and you could get everything very effortlessly only if you tried which is not true but in emily in paris it really showed emily struggle like she was a piece of shit i mean i agree to that like why would you go to france without learning french are you down okay whatever but basically that's that and again like a character like lisa in support the girls is a boss who basically works at this hooters type restaurant and she and obviously like in a hooters type restaurant there's like women working there and so and they and she actively works in order to create 
a positive environment for everyone to work at and and later she is laid off because she is a black woman and the manager and like the owner of the restaurant does not want her to manage the restaurant because she is um she's not very assertive she's not very crazy and you know you know what Nicki Minaj said right she was like if a man is assertive he's bossy he's the boss but like if a woman is assertive she's bitchy true words haven't been said thank you nikki for that but basically um that is what happened and she and all the girls who worked at that particular restaurant they all left with her when she was laid off or when she was fired which i found was very empowering like you go girls queens and yeah that was that thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you guys saw what why fucking girl bossing is fucking horrible and why you probably should not indulge in it like you know it's it's okay to be a good person and also be a boss you can't you it's not pushover or bitch there is a fine medium between that and you can lie in that if you try i guess but yeah thank you so much for listening i will see you guys next time bye bye